We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Rams 49ers. Now, if the Rams had won last week, if they beat the Redskins, then I'd say at least you've got the Rams in this situation 2-0. Fast start on the line, 3-0, and Sean McVay, a couple of young players in Gurley and Goff. It's exciting to get Aaron Donald back. Maybe this is a team we can pay attention to. But the fact that they lost last week, and then on top of the fact that they're playing a team that is just putrid on both sides of the ball, especially offensively, just awful. This is going to be a bad one. <laughs> and the 49ers haven't scored a touchdown, right? No, They're right they there with the Bengals? Yeah, they haven't either. Mm. They got mm. shut out first week, and then it was just field goals against the Seahawks the next week. Yeah. I guess you give them credit for hanging in against Seattle, playing good defense against that offense. They can't figure it out. But, I mean, this is a, this is a tough one. And this is oh, the dis- discussions about NFL football ratings and TV and all of that and gambling that we started the show with. That's mm-hmm. the only, unless you're a Rams or 49ers fan. That's the only reason to watch this game tonight is if you want to bet on it or you have some fantasy football action in the game. That is it. Mm. You do not even the most diehard football fans out there would have right. a tough time with this. One. Right? Bad, yes. bad game. Yeah, you're not going to watch it just because it says NFL. You're going to watch it because you have something on the line. Yeah, that that and that, it's not team pride. Right? Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's it's not. Uh, would you rather be a fan of the Rams or the 49ers right now? Hmm. I'm going to say for uh, the Rams. Really? I'm going to say because I love Ty Gurley, even though he can't do anything behind this offensive line. Uh, so I'm, And I love the player Aaron Donald, even though he's one game in, and he's definitely not in football shape yet. Uh, but uh, I would say the Rams. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right now in 2017. And, I, and plus, I've always hated the 49ers. Okay. Because hey. of – Dwight Clark and what he did to my Cowboys. In 2017, the answer, of course, is the Rams. I'm just thinking yeah. about the future. Mm-hmm. You're totally tearing the thing down in San Francisco. You've got John Lynch and Mike, uh, not Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan yeah. there. So you think Hook that a lot of people feel that, that those two guys are, are going to be able to turn it around. They had a lot of respect for what they did in this draft, and this year's going to be a bad year. So 2017, yeah, Rams, three years down the road. I think I might say the San Francisco 49ers because I just don't know about I don't know about Goff I don't know about Gurley right now and that that defense was great in Week One there's no doubt about it they were really really good against the worst offense in football mm-hmm. there's just no no doubt about it but uh, I I do think though that this team's going to come back to earth a little bit and I'm just not not so sure about who they are or what I mean their their weapons on offense Cooper Cup could turn out to be something. I know Sammy Watkins is there now. Yep. He's an injury waiting to happen all the time. I just, they don't they don't feel right to me, the Rams. I mean, at very best, that's going to be another 7-9 and nine year. Wouldn't that be something to go 7-9 and nine again without Jeff Fisher there? It's huh. <laughs> all they do is go 7-9, 8-8. Eight and eight. That would be something. Maybe it wasn't just good old Jeff. Well, I'm anxious to see how Kyle Shanahan does. And you've got John Lynch, first time GM. So you're interested to see how that plays out over the course of a season. Right now, it's not a great start. Although they were in the game last week there in Seattle, 
uh, but can't get in the end zone. So they have to figure that out. We talk a lot about big people in sports because it's funny seeing a fat guy do some stuff out on the football <laughs> field. It just it just is. Oh, those type of big people. I thought you meant big in stature as far as their celebrity, but you mean girth. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, yesterday for the Twins, you had Bartolo Colon pitching. Yep. When Bartolo Colon pitches well, everybody loves him. Yep. Big sexy, the guy's hilarious, mm-hmm. look at him go. When he said that, or when he hit that home run, you saw, everybody was going crazy about that, you know, with the Mets and playing that on a loop a million times. And if he's bad, you're just like, oh, it's Bartolo Colon. It's okay. He's big and yeah. fat and he stinks. Right. But we love him. Yeah. Um. So he always gets a pass. Uh, Eddie Lacy, not so much. Nope. And in baseball, you can get a pass being fat as long as you're out on the field. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It really, I mean, Pablo Sandoval, <laughs> nobody cared when he was getting big postseason hits for the Giants. It's right. when you're fat and you can't get on the field. And that's when a big you problem. come up to, to bat and you you bust your belt. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's when it starts yeah. to become a problem. Uh, so Eddie Lacy, in the last few years, has just been, it's been up and down, up and down, up and down with the weight. We have documented the fact that he's got these clauses in his contract mm-hmm. that says he has to be a certain amount of weight on certain dates to be able to hit that money. Uh, we've seen Every offseason, Eddie Lacy looks skinny, and then he gets bigger and bigger as yep. the year goes on. So he opened up about his weight issues, and he said that you just can't shake it, no matter what. You can't say nothing back to these trolls. You have to read it, get mad, however it makes you feel, no. and move on. No. Because I could be... 225, and they'll still be like, you're a fat piece of ish. Mm. <laughs> and he said that when he, every time he opens up his Twitter feed, it sucks. It definitely sends me into a funk. I wish I could understand what they get out of it. So, poor Eddie Lacy and his weight. Yes. Are you now crying yes, over this? Damn Twitter. <laughs> so, with Eddie Lacy, I kind of, I do have a problem with that, even though I'm out of shape. Because if, if you're playing football and you're a running back, and that's your job, like, like I'm going to get paid the same amount of money whether I'm 240 pounds or I'm 185 pounds. doesn't matter. This guy's entire career is based on being in shape. Yes. So, when... And you have the time to do it because your life is dedicated to it. It's not like you're someone who's working 12 hours a day, has got young kids at home, maybe is a single parent, and you don't have fa- time to find the uh, time to work out. I mean, maybe that. But like Eddie Lacy and the weight issues, it's hard for anybody to be sympathetic, especially in th- this world where we are and, and, and there's a lot of people that are overweight and there's a lot of people that don't have time to do it. And Eddie Lacy's job is to do this. People are going to call you out when you're a fat running back. Right. You, you show up out of shape. And uh, who was the guy from Tennessee, the big defensive lineman, signed with Washington? Albert huge, Hainsworth. $100 million contract, and then you can't pass the damn uh, the, the running test uh, right before training camp. So, yes, they're going to call you out. But here's the difference. Uh, Jerome Bettis, guy played against. Jerome Bettis wasn't, you know, sexual chocolate. Uh, Jerome Bettis was always a big old burly Dude, yeah. you know, but he would run over you. He always showed up on game day. He didn't stay hurt like Eddie Lacy has uh, in his, uh, you know, short career. So that's the big difference. If you're a guy that produces, you perform to your point. You're always there. 
you're accountable, they'll leave you alone. But right. if you're a guy who's going to stay hurt, who's going to struggle with weight, uh, and 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 you can't stay on the field, you're going to get what you get. Now, I'm not saying that's fair. It's not. Those people should shut up. And and how about you don't read your Twitter feed as hard as that is for those of uh, this day and age. Uh, so uh, Eddie Lacy should you know try to sift through all the, the negative stuff that's on there and stay in shape. And they're paying you damn good money now. The incentives for you to stay in shape, if you can't meet that, you're just a lost cause. Well, he's third on the depth chart right now. He is not even a factor. Didn't even see the field this past game against the 49ers. They gave that Chris Carson 20 carries. Thomas Rawls starter only had five carries in the game. And Eddie Lacy just was taking up space on the sideline. I mean, and that is the biggest, most frustrating thing for fans when they see players squander these opportunities for things like staying in shape. Like, it's one thing, all right, you're not talented enough. Okay, you tried your best. But fans, like, they'll always love the overachiever and always can't stand the underachiever. Because everybody yeah. who watches sports feels like if they were given that opportunity, they would do it differently. You're telling me you give me that talent? I'm a running back at Alabama. <laughs> I'm a first-round draft choice. And you're telling me I'm not going to be able to stay in shape? I mean, it does. It's it's hard for me to see the other side in this particular instance from Eddie Lacy. It's hard for me to find that. Well, I got you. Got to understand. He's got issues with eating. He's got this. He's got that. It's hard for me to understand that in this. Particular I have thing. issues with eating. Yeah, well, I do too. I eat chocolate. But I ten o'clock last night. I, I eat like crazy. Yeah, I do. I love to eat. But I also get my ass up and work out. Right. And I'd I even do, do it more so if I was getting paid like he's getting paid. Yeah. Well, if my job depended on it. Yeah. Then I would do something about it, but it doesn't. So that's a cop-out. When I hear that, oh, I've got a thyroid issue. Well, fix your damn thyroid. <laughs> yeah, that one, oh, I'm not I'm just big-boned it. No. So one thing I'm proud of is I never make excuses. You can't. For, for do something about not it. being uh, at a healthy weight. Uh, See, I, I know how you cope with it, though. You watch that big fat oh, people yeah. show. What yes. is it called? My 600-pound yeah, life. Yeah, yep. you watch that. Yeah, it makes me feel a lot better about yeah. myself. <laughs> it does. So maybe Eddie Lacy should stop reading Twitter and watch that show. Uh, yeah, it's I'll better than reading better. Twitter, but yeah. it also is not good because when you compare yourself to a morbidly obese person who's been sitting in the same bed for 10 years and is growing barnacles on their calves, you know, that <laughs> is not a good thing because you can look pretty good compared to that no matter who you are. Uh, so that wouldn't motivate you? It probably it doesn't. Mm. No, it doesn't. What can we use to motivate Eddie Lacy? Because the, the paycheck isn't... Well, it's, I mean, it's, to a certain extent, it it's is. It's like at the end of his career now, right? I mean, he lost his job to a wide receiver in Green Bay, <laughs> and now he's third on the depth chart in Seattle. Yeah. If you can't get motivated by incentives in your contract right. and also seeing everybody pass you by now in Seattle, you know, some guy that nobody was even paying attention to in Chris Carson mm-hmm. get 20 carries, the 20 carries that maybe you should have been getting, and then how about the, the guy in your draft, a running back, that people were debating who was the better pick. At the time, Le'Veon Bell or Eddie Lacy yeah. is being one of the best running back, the second best running back in the league, and the healthiest. And, and, and Le'Veon Bell transformed his body. How about you call Le'Veon up? And say, dude, how'd you do that? Because he was a bigger back when he was there at Michigan State, and he has tro- totally changed his appearance right. and his style. Right. And now with David Johnson out and Le'Veon Bell healthy, he's the best running back in football mm-hmm. right now. So, Come on, Eddie, man. Oh, it's always DJ. That's though, food, first. man. That's all we're calling you. It's always DJ. Eddie first. needs some body by Biseglia. That'd help him out. 
Are you going to relaunch the website? Well, we have something in the works. Oh, do you? I don't want to you know, give everything away, but yeah, more to come. More to come. What do you think the worst part of Body Pepeseco is, Brian? Because I have a I the have person an behind it. I have a I have a answer to that. It's the money that you spent to buy a commercial on WFAN. Hmm. It wasn't that much. Still, <laughs> you still spent the I money. I forgot about bought a commercial. Yeah, is that on there, Pete? Somewhere in the audience, <laughs> you have that body by the cellular commercial. That's right. You bought a commercial. Yeah, it was. It was less expensive than I expected. I'll say that. Hmm. Okay, because it, it ran overnight only, right? Like yes, yes. Right. I did not play it during the day, during the day. Why not? You didn't want business. It was that. It was I couldn't afford it. It was too expensive for me then. All right. I did well, want business, yes, but I couldn't afford it. Okay. okay. Don't have you got it? All right, let's hear it. Body by Biseglia founder, Mike Biseglia. Your day is long, up at four, at work for nine hours. Then there's your honey to-do list, or your daughter's dance practice, your son's t-ball game, or some other errand. All of a sudden, it's dinner time, and then you should probably go to sleep because it's almost 4 a.m. again. But where's the time to be healthy? That's where Body by Biseglia comes in. Let us tell you how to live right during your wacky schedule. Enter promo code Mike at BodyByBiseglia.com for a free tip from our in-house nutritionist. Body by Biseglia. Let's shape a better you. Oh, you know what? It actually sounds good. Yes, it's not that bad. I, all you. I needed was some glow sticks. Yeah, it sounds music. good. Or some other errand. <laughs> Yeah, your honey to do list promo code yeah. Mike, huh? Mm-hmm. And Is that what, for what, you? Or? What was the tip? I, I don't remember. <laughs> In-house nutritionist was that you or is that your wife? <laughs> it was. It was, <laughs> it was you. Oh, that was false advertisement. Yeah, it was me. She didn't want to have anything to do with it. You know, the Better Business wow. Bureau might come after you. Man. Yeah, you better watch out. Enter promo code Mike at bodybybaseglia.com for a free tip. You know, the irony in this is that's the best he's ever sounded. I would agree. You were confident in there. Yeah. I believe in the business. <laughs> okay. You got to believe to conceive, right? You're well, not going to be achieve. healthy. You're not going to relaunch this thing. There's I no. am, yes. Come Sweet. on. You go for it. Brian, would you like to? Uh... No. Yep. Body what? by Viseglia. Never. I was joking. I don't want you involved. <laughs> no. Let's you shape a better you. I don't want you involved. No, you're mean and cruel, and you'll put it down. I would I mean, not put really, it down. I this didn't helps. put it down. Did you see Pierno? He shredded like 15 pounds. He's lean. He's got all muscle. He looks That's great. That's from you? Yeah, he's on the Triple B program. Oh, really? What does that in- uh, entail? <laughs> why are you stuttering? And laughing? I'm laughing. I'm not stuttering. <laughs> oh, why are you... <laughs> Because. Triple B, that's now the big baller brand, know, by the way. I know. So you're going to have to. took that for me. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. You didn't trademark it. Yeah, know, you screwed up. No, that's my what, fault. What, so you have Mondo on a program? No, no, not Mondo. Pierno. Did I say Mondo? No, you said Pierno. Oh, you have Pierno on a program? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks great. What is the program? It's eating right. <laughs> Exercising, you oh, want to mix up cardio? What? Why? And weight training. People know that. that yeah, Jack. Give me this. Well, I don't want, well, first of all, you have to pay for the next set of tips. Oh, I can't it, give you all the G14 classified. <laughs> Brian, would you like to join the Body by Biseglia program? You think I need it? I don't think. I mean, you don't need it, but it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> How much does it cost? We'll talk off the air. I can't do this on the air. It's illegal. Is your phone number uh, still up on that website? The website's gone. It's, oh, it's, it's only gone. illegal if you're giving it away for free, right? I don't want to. I don't. Y- get wait, the website's gone. Yeah, but we're going to relaunch. Oh, okay. Mm. So you just worry. It's under construction. 
Right. Mm. Exactly. Uh, to answer your question, no, I think I'm doing all right by myself. Okay. Oh, wow. fair enough. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Better man show. Yoga is my gym. Gio and Jones. We could join together. Yeah. CBS Kickboxing. college football. Better yeah. man, body by Biseglia. And the cooking and washing woman, certified nutritionist now. You guys. Just completed a course. Oh, how long Your long course. Good for her. Yeah. My uh, make more money and smarter than me woman uh, nutritionist as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. They should collaborate. They should. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Make more money than me woman. <laughs> and smarter than me woman. Yeah. Uh, well, congrats on that. Oh, I'm happy for you that you're going to relaunch it. The only reason I got on you is because you had a damn website up before you even knew what it was you were selling. He's well, working I, at the kinks. I, you I, put I, the cart before the horse. I didn't Where's think the we'd time go? to be healthy? <laughs> I didn't think we'd go on national radio and talk about it, so well, that's yes, what happened. Yes, you did. You got to assume No, that. I didn't. That's what happened. You got to assume that we're going to take that and put it on the air. Well, I've learned. Right. Yeah. And now the second time around. Okay, I see a website, but what are we selling? I don't know. Bogish than Pete Prisco. We're coming right back. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogish, what's going on? Guys, only old school Pete on Tinder struck out at the same rate. 300 <clears throat> big league batters have now whiffed against Red Sox lefty Chris Sale this season. The last 13 came over eight innings in last night's 9-0 victory in Baltimore. Sale, the first AL pitcher with this many Ks in a season since Pete Martinez in 1999, being here and having that name thrown around is, is special to me. You know, I don't I don't take it lightly. So um, you know, he's one of the best to ever step on that mound. So uh, being the same sentence as him is pretty pretty crazy to me. Boston's win and Anaheim's 6-5 home loss to Cleveland clinched a playoff spot for the Sox. The Rangers and Royals took advantage of the Twins' afternoon loss at Yankee Stadium, Texas. Now two and a half games behind Minnesota. For the second AL wild card after an 8-6 victory in Seattle, KC's three and a half back after rolling through Toronto 15-5. The Brewers had no such luck after the Rockies' 4-0 afternoon loss in San Francisco and the Cubs' 8-1 loss at night in Tampa Bay. Milwaukee stays one game behind Colorado for the second NL wild card, three and a half behind Chicago for first in the Central with a 6-4 loss in Pittsburgh. The Brewers host the Cubs for four starting tonight. Arizona outscored San Diego 13-7 to snap a four-game skid. The Dodger losing streak hits four with a 7-5 final in Philly. And the Nats rally for a 7-3 win in Atlanta. Washington scored six times in the eighth. The first three of those runs off bases loaded walks. Week three in the NFL begins with an NFC West showdown as the 0-2 Niners of San Francisco host the 1-1 Rams of Los Angeles. Everyone stopped telling Niners QB Brian Hoyer his offense hasn't scored a touchdown yet, and then he threw for just 99 yards in Sunday's loss in Seattle. First of all, you don't listen to it. You know, you worry about what your, where your coaches are, are t- trying to teach you, trying to help you get better, and, and just keep getting better, really. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, it was a tough game, and now we move on, and thankfully this week we get to move on really quick. This game is on NFL Network. Kickoff is 825 Eastern. Roger Goodell's extension expected to be official any day now after a conference call yesterday with the owner's compensation committee. The Washington Post says the agreement was never really in doubt, despite reports of some meddling from Jerry Jones. According to the New York Daily News, Carmelo Anthony's camp is, quote, cautiously optimistic. Melo gets traded before Monday. And there is preseason hockey right now. The Canucks and Kings playing in Shanghai. L.A. leads 2-0 late in the first period. of time and money, that is. <laughs> Honestly. 
Canucks in Shanghai? The Canucks and Kings in Shanghai. It sounds like an off-Broadway musical. They're the, going global. Well, they're the, already global. They play hockey everywhere. Maybe not in China. Yeah, Maybe not in Shanghai. Chi- Chinese, Maybe they want to. The Chinese they love the NBA. They're not going to get into hockey now, too. You never know. Yeah, I do. The Canucks? Huh? The Sedin twins? <laughs> they're still there, yeah. <laughs> they're still there. Oh, man. All right, thanks, Bogish. Joining us right now, Pete Prisco, senior Uh-oh. NFL columnist for CBSSports.com. Speaking of Shanghai, I don't understand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna excommunicate him and send him to Shanghai. Oh wow, that was one hell of a <laughs> reference. Uh, <laughs> hey, Pete, good morning, man. What's going on? You went around the block to try and make that one make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hey, welcome to my world. Yeah, welcome to my world too. You get, you get an you get an F on that one. Oh, kind of like your Arizona State Sun Devils. Yes, you're right. Oh, they stink. Would you please fire the coach out there? Come on, <laughs> yeah, please Come do. On. That guy's a jerk. No, I can't. I can't call for people's firing. Oh, you should. It's Saturday happen. afternoon when you're doing your halftime show. Tell him sit out there and say, "Hey, Pete Prisco says fire Todd Graham." Okay, Todd I'll Graham, say it that way. He's a bad dude. I'll say it that. Way. He's a bad dude. Okay. I've told the athletic director a couple different times. I know Ray for a long time. I said, Ray, please get rid of that guy. He's awful. Mm. Who told us that? Uh, it was Brinson, I believe. Was it? Said you offered to pay some athletes or something like that. Oh, I told him to start paying athletes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like just like the old, you know, like every other every other school in the country, pay more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we've got a Thursday night game that is is not all that intriguing between the Rams and Forty ers tonight. Uh, this Rams team, great performance in Week One, not so much in in Week Two, but not terrible. Uh, what do you think about their 2017 season, where it's going to end up? Probably like seven, six wins. Um, and and I, when I was out there in summer, I, I told them I thought that they were building to next year. And, and that, it, it looks that way. Um, you know, the surprising thing about last week's game was that they got gashed in the run game. You know, that was with Donald back in the lineup. I, I still think they're kind of feeling their way with Wade Phillips' defense, understanding all the little tricks of it. Uh, they'll get it down, but but I think you know the improvement of golf is a good sign. I think the offensive line is better than it was a year ago, and they have weapons outside, so uh, they're improving. I just don't think they'll be a playoff team this year. What's your assessment of the other team there in L.A. now, and that's the L.A. Chargers, zero and two, but they've cl- lost some close contests. Uh, what do you make of them thus far? It, typical Chargers, and they keep saying it's not, but you know they always find a way to lose these close games. And at some point, you got to find a way to win those games. I mean, this is a team with a with a star quarterback. It's a team with two great pass rushers in Ingram and Boza. They got good corners, um, which you need. You know, that's a formula for winning in the NFL. And at some point, they have to start winning. And this is an enormous week for them. I mean, they play the Chiefs at home. They cannot afford to go 0-3 in a division where one of the teams is 3-0 and and have a victory over you, and the other two teams right now are 2-0 and as well. So I think this is a get-right week for the Chargers. I think they find a way to beat the Chiefs this week. The Chiefs have been so impressive. Uh, why are they different this year than last year or seem to be better in 2017 early on than they were in 2016? Well, we got to hold the fort on that a little bit. I mean, okay, they, they, they beat the Patriots at New England, and, and, and that was to me was one of those things where – Andy Reid schemed that thing all summer and got it right. I mean, he won that one. That was all on him, and, and they made the plays that night. But they did win the game, and, New England, and you know, New England's defense was terrible that night. And then last week, if you go back and watch the game against the Eagles, they got mauled at the point of attack. On, in, 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 in the, at least the Eagles' defense got after Alex Smith. And to me, that, you know, they had the one long run by Kareem Hunt, but other than that, they did a good job on him. they got to you know, be 
they're good, but I mean, people are trying to anoint him as the next great thing. I mean, that's slow the roll until after Sunday when San Diego beats him. I mean, <laughs> L.A. beats him. <laughs> so who's great right now in your estimation? Nobody. Mm-hmm. It's two weeks. I mean, you know, right. the, the team we thought was going to be great was New England, and, and their defensive woes. And last week, they seemed to get better on defense, but they were playing against two backup tackles in New Orleans. And, and you know, Dietrich Wise got some pressure, and, and, you know, Trey Flowers is a good player. But I still got to see that going forward, that that's going to happen on a regular basis. It didn't happen against Kansas City. Uh, Pittsburgh's offense hasn't clicked because Le'Veon Bell's holdout. He hasn't been the same player yet. Um, you know, you look around the league, and maybe Atlanta's the best team right now. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're a good football team, and I think they're better on defense than they were a year ago. So maybe Atlanta's the best team right now. Gio and Jones with Pete Prisco across the country on CBS Sports Radio. You got the Cardinals beating the Cowboys at home this weekend, 27-23 in your week three picks. Uh, the concern I have about the Cardinals isn't all about David Johnson. Of course, that's the biggest thing. But Carson Palmer, even last year, just he just looks old. He looks like he's only got a little bit left in the tank. Is there enough in Carson Palmer for this Cardinals team to be a factor in the NFC? Yeah, but if you go back and look at the last eight games, seven games of last year, he turned it back on. And part of the reason was they rested him on Wednesday. And, you know, all you know that's something they're going to do this year, too. I You know, the first game he wasn't very good. Last week he started slowly, but he finished with 330 yards and made some really good throws in the second half. I, I think that whole uh, narrative that he washed up is, is a little overrated, to be honest with you. I think you'll, they'll show that this week on Monday night. I think he plays well against the Cowboys defense that isn't very good. Trevor Simeon carved him up last week. I think Palmer will find a way to do that this week. And, you know, it does hurt that he had five offensive starters that weren't in the game on Sunday. I mean, you, you don't have David Johnson. You don't have your left tackle. You don't have your left guard. You don't have your tight end in Gresham. I mean, that they were banged up on Sunday. So I think he'll get it back going again against the Cowboys and shut a lot of people up who think he's done. Not you, but a lot of people. Do you think the Cowboys' woes, they are in that, on that back end with everyone injured back there and they lost a couple other cornerbacks uh, during the ball game? Is that the problem? Because Demarcus Lawrence has been playing his butt off and providing that pass rush that was dormant a season ago. Yeah, and, and again, I didn't know if they would have that guy that would provide that pass rush. And you mentioned it, Lawrence has been very good, but the back end has had all kinds of problems. And, and you know, that's, that's going forward. That's a good, so the other thing is, is, you know, maybe there's a formula for them now. You know, Denver loaded up and stopped the run, and there, Dak Prescott to beat them, and they didn't beat them. And, and then you had the sulking, and, the, and the, you know, you had Elliott, who, you know, was a guy who loafed on two plays. But you also saw there was a play on fourth down where fourth late in the game, where they had a fourth and five, I think it was, and, and Des Bryant jogged his route. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's not just Elliott. Bryant did it, too, and then you have the coach calling out the quarterback after the game. I mean, they, there's a lot of things that play there in Dallas. they got to figure that thing out quickly. Pete, you have a lot of ammo in your never-ending battle over Russell Wilson with Bryant because that offense stinks right now. Just absolutely, it's tough to watch. They can't do anything uh, either in the air or on the ground. Uh, what's been their biggest issue offensively in Seattle? Well, the line isn't good, but I went back and watched last week's game expecting the line to be atrocious like it was in week one against Green Bay, and it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, Glowinski, the right, the right guard, is awful, and he was terrible, but the rest of the guys actually made improvement. Uh, the receivers didn't win last week. Russell Wilson, when he, when he did have open guys overshot them, he was leaving clean pockets, and they dropped a couple balls. I mean, it was just a bad performance all the way around. I thought they got Chris Carson going in the, late in the game, and they need to play him, but uh, that's an offense that, you know, they go to Tennessee this week and face Dick LeBeau. That's going to be a challenge for him, too. This is a big week for Russell Wilson. He's 30th in the league in yards per temp. 30th. 
you know, this, this if you're a franchise quarterback, you can't be 30s in the league in yards per attempt. You need to chill out, dude. Okay. No, you know I'm right for once. <laughs> <laughs> How about their defense? Are they still that formidable defense they've been in the past? The Legion of Boom, or what is it, Doom? They're Which nasty. one are they? Boom. Yeah. Legion of Boom. They're nasty. They're nasty on defense. You know what happened last week? San Francisco got them on a couple plays where they started one way, ran the fullback back the other way, and kind of came back that way and had them over pursuing. That's how you beat a fast yeah. defense. And they they gassed them on two long runs that way, and that's why the numbers look a little bit different. Uh, and the other thing is, they're not huge in the middle of that defense. And so Bobby Wagner, and he's a great player, don't get me wrong, Bobby Wagner and those guys, if you can get bodies on them, you know, that's the key. And in years past, it was tough to get bodies on them. They could fly to the football and get to the ball. And on yeah. those two plays, they over-pursued and couldn't get to the football. So I think I think in the, in the long run, they're going to be the dominating, same dominating defense they've always been. Why do the Giants suck? The offensive line. That's I mean, it? It's, yeah, well, it, it beats on you when you every when you take the field and you're defense and and you're, if you're good defense, it just wears on you when you know you, your offense is going to go on the field and not give you anything, and that's what that's what's happening. I mean, they're and you know what they should have fixed the offensive line. They didn't make they didn't make any moves to fix it. They signed DJ Fluker. He's a back a big deal. They should have fixed it. You know, Flowers clearly can't, can't play left tackle. When he came out, a lot of people thought he would have to be a right tackle anyways. I'm not even sure he could play that. It's just a bad situation. And then you got McAdoo calling out Manning. I mean, you don't want to be honest about it. Manning was smart if he took the delay a game because it was a stupid decision to try and go for that. You're down 10. You need the field goal somewhere. Get your <laughs> field goal. Keep yourself alive. And, the, and it gets caught up in the emotion, and he decides he's going to go for it. And you know, Part of me sitting there thinking, Eli's saying, you know what, I'm not going for this. I'm going to let the clock run out and take the delay a game penalty. So we have to kick the field goal. So Eli sabotaged the play? I don't know if he did, but if he did, he gives he gets great kudos in the world of situational football because every coach <laughs> in this league botches the damn thing. These guys need to hire a nerd, stand him on the sideline, and put some glasses on him, and who understands every situation, forward, backward, every way around it, and tell them what to do and listen to him. Instead, they all stand there, and I'm talking about the greatest coaches in the league, Belichick, all of them. They botch end of game situations. It's awful what they do. I awful. am all for them hiring you. There you go. I'd be good at it. I know. I, it, it, they, you know what they never do? They never play it forward. They always get caught up in the emotion. Play it forward, you know? Keep yourself alive. Kick your field goal. Play it forward. If you don't get the field goal, if you don't get the touchdown, you get nothing, you're dead. You're done. Go home. Now, Cincinnati, they've got major problems offensively. They fire their OC, and now Marvin Lewis has laid down the law to everybody. Is there a problem? Andy Dalton, because he missed a lot of shots the other night versus the Texans. Yeah, I think, you know, here's the other part of that problem is the offensive line coach, by the way, who Paul Alexander has been there for 8,000 years and teaches his guys to go backwards with his, in pass protection with a six-foot quarterback, which is never a good thing. So you get a lot of balls batted away. And, you know, the, the offense is predictable and it, it gimmicky at times, too. They need to play football. And, and everybody likes to point to Andy Dalton, and he wasn't very good the other night, but nobody was. And there's another team. They let Whitworth walk. They let Zeitler walk. Mm-hmm. They drafted those two young kids, you know, Fisher and, and, and Akbui, and they thought they were going to be really good at the tackle spots, and they're not. And so you, you combine all that, and it's a major problem. So, I, you know, look, I think they're going to be competitive this week at uh, Green Bay, as crazy as that sounds. The Packers are banged up, uh, and, you know, not going to win the game. But it's going to be competitive. 
Carolina, because they've started off 2-0, and have kind of masked some of the problems that they have on offense, the way that Cam Newton has played. He's not running the ball anymore. It's almost like they've made a conscious effort to take that away from him. Uh, hasn't looked like he had in the 2015 season in a long, long time. Uh, is this guy still as good as, as we remember him to be? Well, I think that's still to be determined, but so far in the first two games, he's missed a lot of open guys. I mean, he, he just hasn't looked good throwing the football. And, and he's another guy that's taken some shots. I mean, he would get dumped six times last week by Buffalo and, and, you know, had to get taken off the field at one point and put in the tent. And, you know, so, yeah, they, the offensive line play in the league is just awful. I mean, it's terrible. These guys, you know, the defensive players are so fast, athletic, and getting better, and the offensive linemen are getting slower and worse. And the techniques are terrible because they can't teach it anymore. You know, you can't teach offensive line play anymore. It takes it takes cohesion. It takes working. It takes hitting. And they don't hit anymore in practice. You know, back in the day, they used to have, you know, 10 padded practices at training camp in a week. And guys would rep together. And they'd know when, you know, come off the double and get to the second level and, and how to, you know, how to position yourself and everything else. Now they don't know how to do it. So you attribute it to that, Pete, and, and not the type of offensive linemen or the type of schemes they're playing at the collegiate level? Well, I think it's a combination of all of it. I think it's a combination of the schemes at the college level because they play – you know, pass and tap. They don't. They don't block anybody. Put their hand in the ground. That then it's you know it's all when they they limit it in terms of the time they have. And all the coaches do now is install instead of teach technique. It's install, 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 install. Mm-hmm. And so they don't teach the technique. And then the third part of it is you don't work together and get your reps and, and with padded practices. And, and and to me that's that's where it all comes together. And so I think it's a three pronged approach to why the offensive line play sticks. Well, I agree with you, and so I'm not going to send you to Shanghai. See, you're smart to that. You're finally <laughs> learning. You Shanghai. come to you come to the school football school of Prisco, and you get football law. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're, you're finally learning, Brian. I like it. Check out the Pick Six cool. podcast with uh, Pete, Nick Costos, Will Brinson, Jason Lockunfora. You can check it out on iTunes. Everybody seems to be really, really committed to doing a ton of these podcasts. Yes. I was going through them yesterday. It was like one a day. So, pretty good. Yeah, it's fun. We have a good time on there. We chop it up just like you guys do every morning. And by the way, please, Brian, you can say it on Saturday. I want to see it. Say it. Say Pete Frisco <laughs> wants a new coach at Arizona State. We don't even talk Arizona there. State. That's how bad they are. I know. By the way, every time he said, he said somebody the other day, Ray Anderson, said out a tweet saying there were 100 coaches from China that they were there. They were helping teach, you know, the game and everything. I said, can any, I tweeted back at him. I said, can anybody coach Arizona State? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, the wheels are falling off of that one, man. It's tough. Back-to-back losses, Chip San Diego State, Texas Tech, and they'll probably lose this weekend to Oregon. Chip Kelly next year. Yeah, well, I think there'll be there'll be a couple schools that are vying for uh, his his, uh, his uh, coaching prowess. Uh, you know, people are associating him with A&M and, of course, Arkansas. We'll see who wins that one between those two uh, this weekend. Brett Bielema, he'll probably end up – weather in the storm, but a lot of people have Chip Kelly on the brain. What about bring Mike Norvell back? That's a hot one right now. Knocking off UCLA, the Memphis coach, and of course he was there at A-State as the offensive coordinator. He wouldn't do that, They're so tight, he's not going to replace his buddy. Yeah, he would. You didn't replace your buddy. Those guys are are way too tight. You you forget the most important lesson of life of them all. What's good for me is good for me. Yeah. Step on them. <laughs> exactly. Until Todd Graham's the offensive coordinator under Norvell. And then you, or a defensive a, coordinator. I mean, He's a defensive guy. Right, no, but no. Don't, 
don't ever make him a defensive coordinator anywhere. All he does is blitz and the end of the players to play behind him. That's why they give up 18,000 billion yards. Yeah. They're terrible. It's terrible. I can see Norvell going back with the success he's having now and the success they had when he was there at uh, at Arizona State as the OC. Yeah. Or, or uh, here's another one. Go get Jeff Brom from Purdue. Yes, he's going to be a hot commodity. Now, this is going to be anger Purdue fans, but you know, is your program a stepping stone or is it a destination? Now, Jeff Brom may say, hey, we turn this thing around, especially if they can knock off Michigan this weekend. Uh, they try to lock him up right now. That game will be closer than you think. I, I, I'm thinking along with you. I think it will because Michigan has issues in the red zone. Uh, they couldn't score in the red zone a week ago versus Air Force. I, I'm I'm in agreement. Damn, that's three times a day I agree with you. Yeah, Bye, yeah, Pete. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm Bye. College football. They might have to boot you off that halftime oh, show for you, me you, on. You definitely got to go now, man. <laughs> you got to be a new Heisel backup singer if you do, though. So keep that in mind. All right. See you, Pete. All right, guys. Take care. We got a song this weekend. Oh, do you? About defensive coordinators. Yeah, you just did a song. I know that's what I said. I guess Damn. this this uh, did a song. diss track didn't work, huh? Yeah, apparently not. That anecdote that Pete told about the coaches from China mm-hmm. that were there reminded me of my old co-host in Pittsburgh told me this story that there were a bunch of punters from Japan that wanted to come over and learn how to punt from an NFL punter. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers welcomed them in and right. punting camp, and Josh taught them to punt the wrong way, to punt with their non-dominant leg and say, you know, use your, your dominant leg with the as your plant, plant foot. foot. yeah. And, and he goes, you got it. That's the way you got to do it. So he taught all these guys from Japan to do it that way. And I asked him why. He goes, you kidding me? I don't want one of these guys coming over and taking my job. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the greatest thing? That is so mean. <laughs> these guys punting all Screwing everything up. See, Coach, they're no good. <laughs> Terrible. It goes, goes only an X amount of years in this league. Right. Like, I'm having some guy from Japan come over and steal my job. Dick brought guys over from Australia, some rugby guys. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, we're coming right back. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All rewards member appreciation month is ending soon. It's yep. only one month. That's so it. Goes by quick. Don't miss out on double point offers on appearance items. Double. Oil specials and more. Specials. If you're not a member yet, sign up today. It's okay. You can sign up anytime you want. What now, are you waiting for? Two in the morning, whatever. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Every day. One of the saddest youth coach stories mm. I've ever seen happened in mm. Tulsa. Mm. Mm. Union Silver is the name of this team. And Union, it's, uh, by the way, it's not high school. It's not junior high. Mm -mm. It's third grade football. Third grade. Third grade. So the Union Silver third grade team was beating Bixby 31-6. to Oh, man, you know that's going to traumatize Bixby. I told you Bixby was going to have a rough year. Oh, I was all over that. You did. I remember you said it. Yeah, I was there right. when you said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bixby. So one of the coaches goes to the head coach and says, can you put my son in to run the ball? Game's 31-6. to six. All right? Now, the guy who requests his son going to the game yeah. is autistic. According to that coach with the autistic son, the head coach told him, I'm not putting your son in the game. He's slow. 
He's never going to run the ball. Oof. This is what reportedly from the mm. one coach. Mm. So the coach with the autistic son loses his mind. Yeah. And there is video of this, okay? Yeah. They're going up and down the sideline, back and forth. Then all of a sudden, the guy who the head coach is just standing there, doesn't really see what's happening. The guy who's very angry about what he said about his son comes up yeah. behind him. Yeah. Puts him in this massive chokehold. Yep. And the guy just drops to his knees, <laughs> looks like he's really can't breathe, and it turns into a full blown. Finally, gets out of that. Punches are flying. On, yeah. And there's third graders yeah. standing there with their little helmets and their little shoulder pads and their little knee pads and their little brains, looking <laughs> over at the sideline, watching these two jackasses. Go at it. It is just the video to me. Like, usually I laugh at things like this. This one actually made me ill watching this thing in Tulsa. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, the the coach that says your kid is slow, he's not going to run. That's a little insensitive. You think? Come on. You could have gone in a different direction with those comments. But to then engage in fisticuffs or choco, that's going too far as well. Hmm. Yeah, this is an easy one to yeah. kind of sift through. Yeah, this is sad, sad, sad. Right, and then the guy who has the son that didn't get in the game, who got very angry, he uh, he said he's not going to coach anymore. Hmm. He's not going to be a part of this. He doesn't probably a good him. idea. Going to get away from yeah, football. Yeah, probably get away from football, get some anger management counseling or something. Yeah. So, hmm. there well, you go, Bixby. Bring out the worst in you. So someone, uh, President Mark Farquhar of the <laughs> Fujiwara, yeah, Farquhar from the Union Youth Football Association. Mm-hmm. Ah, the Farquhar. <laughs> he said, "This is not the behavior that we expect from our youth coaches." Duh, said Farquhar. Really? Does he work for the NFL? <laughs> we do not condone this situation, and we are working through this the best we can, so it will not happen again. Mm. Oh, look at Farquhar. Yeah. Staying up all hours of the night. Yes. Trying to fix this whole situation. Huh? Well, mm. I don't, I'd don't. i say, yeah, go and look at the video. The video's everywhere. But then I'm like, yeah, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe just leave this one alone. Oh, look at it. Yeah. Look at it. I mean, the, the, Learn from it. It's a teachable moment. It's a one hell of a chokehold, though. Yeah. He got a good. And the, a coach that turned his back. Why would you turn your back on someone who's upset? You could tell he's upset before you turn your back. Don't turn your back on that man. Yeah. Bad things are going to happen. Thanks to Pete Prisco, Body by Biseglia, PDB, <laughs> Bogish, and Billy Jockey Lone. Don't call it a comeback. Relaunch. <laughs> Gio and Jones. Talk to you tomorrow. CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.